0: hello everyone shout out to all of my new subscribers you are the reason why I'm recording this episode right now because it is late I have a billion things to do but your support every single day I see the number of my number of subscribers has gone up it makes me very happy and so thank you for keeping me on the right path and yes of course I apparently I'm really into fantasy, right? When I say like, oh, I'll put out, maybe I'll put out an episode on Tuesday and it's Thursday at one forty four PM and I'm just starting to record. So that's how delusional I can be. Um, anyways, moving right along, I am, I still have a cough. So it was like 95% gone. I feel like it's 90% maybe I'm just being negative but I've been held hostage to this cough this cough um, doesn't allow me to perform this cough makes conversations awkward so I'm hoping I don't got to do much editing I was just having like coughing fits the past few minutes I wanted to record could not record because the cough was in control so um, also Um, I will not, I was going to get into my personal life, but I was like, let me not do that. Let me steer the ship in another direction. Um, but yeah, I'm basically eating really clean, taking hella supplements. Um, I'm supposed to have a surgery, it's a procedure, but I'm going to call it a surgery to be more dramatic, um, soon-ish so it's just a hard time and like I I'm so thankful for P-Valley because and it's an elective surgery so last week I said I was getting a BBL this week I'll say I'm gonna get my tits done um so I think every maybe every single week I'll say I'm getting surgery on a different body part um I do not believe in BBLs and if and and I don't need to get my tits done trust me I've already made comments before about I have baked it. So, moving right along. Um. Anyways, so, like, all of a sudden, I have to eat very clean. I'm no stranger to eating very clean, but I got to eat super clean. I got to take all these supplements. I got to just be so, um, I got to be so diligent about what I'm putting in my body and what I'm doing, and it's a lot. It's a lot. So I just, I cannot wait for this shit to be done. So um, a few notes up top. We got to talk about the elephant in the room. The elephant being my last episode of the Pea Valley podcast where I gave predictions that were incorrect or one main prediction that was incorrect because fair is fair. We don't know what's going to happen with my other predictions and I do I do believe that Andre is going to be mayor. Um, But anyways, moving right along. So I said last week that, um, and again, those were predictions, not spoilers. My spoilers, my record on that, I remain undefeated, obviously. But with the predictions, I said that I didn't see Uncle Clifford and Lil Murda smashing until season four. Thank sweet baby Jesus, I was wrong about that, okay? Because for all of my straight female listeners out there, I have a suggestion. Watch you some gay porn, okay? Because they know how to suck a dick, all right? They will teach you how (coughs) sorry y'all i don't want to edit they will teach you how to suck a dick so for me like i'm a porn connoisseur i probably love lesbian porn it's probably my top so i'd rank it i'd be like lesbian porn one gay porn two hetero porn three um so as far as the gay porn like i'm telling you they they know what the fuck they doing and they have some moves like I'm not gonna be too explicit, but it could be educational. I'll put it that way, it could be educational. So if you're straight, a straight woman, and you're sitting there and you're, you think it's so nasty, so nasty, I'm telling y'all turn on the gay porn and learn something new, okay? I also gotta address some comments I made in some of my previous recaps. So I said that Haley interrupted Andre's mayor speech I thought she was trolling, but I watched a recap that explained that basically Haley interrupted Andre to force him to rise to the occasion and to be off the cuff and to truly persuade the crowd because the crowd wasn't really feeling Andre. They weren't really clapping much. Then she asked him about how he's going to bring prosperity to the people of Chekalisa and that's when, after he answered, he was able to make the crowd interested. And the reception towards what he was saying, it shifted. Also, um, I also in my very last recap where I mentioned Diamond and Big Bone, I said that Big Bone should just give Diamond a blowjob. I thought about it after the episode came out. And if Diamond won't finish inside of Big Bone when they have sex, he won't finish inside her mouth, I assume, either. So, I think I was off when I said that Big Bone should just give him head since she wants his cum in her mouth so badly. I'm guessing Diamond won't come in a bitch's mouth. Um, Luckily, he's handsome. I'll leave it at that. I mean, figure it out. Figure out what I'm trying to say. Like, what? Okay, so we got to get into Episode 7. And it was me hearing what other people had to say about Episode 7 that really uh, made me like the episode, especially when I went back and rewatched, well, skimmed it to do this recap, because initially it was my least favorite episode of the entire series. But I think with P-Valley, they like to switch it up on us, and it was an extremely deep episode. And I think as a viewer, as a fan of the show, I sometimes, I just want the drama, you know? I really want the dancing, the drama, the sexiness. And so for me, I was like, what the hell? Like, I was annoyed by Terrica. Like, I just, it was... It was doing a lot for me in ways that I didn't enjoy, except for the, except for Lomer and Uncle Clifford. But then when I like heard other people talk about it and rewatched it, it really resonated with me. And I thought it was, it's an invaluable episode because I really think it, for at least for myself, this episode made me think about what kind of parent I would like to be um, at the bare minimum like it was really showing us like how the past affects our present when when it comes to Haley, when it comes to Uncle Clifford and The Pink, when it comes to you know Mercedes. So, it was it was a powerful very good episode. So, it begins we see that Grandma Ernestine can sing and she has performed at The Pink for decades. So then Uncle Clifford tells Haley that The Pink isn't just a building, bitch. It's not just a business opportunity. No, it's like history. And Haley feels that her daughter died so she can get the $10 million that she hopes to get from the pink. And Haley needs counseling. So remember when Haley was an alcoholic in season one to deal with her daughter's death? Now she's laser focused on selling the pink. But what will Haley do after she sells the pank? I feel like she wants to move again and start over. But now that she's fucked Andre, will she want to remain in Chuckalisa? Many P-Valley fans hate Haley and want her to be recast with someone else. But there is a lot that could be done with Haley. And two seasons in, she still remains a mystery. She's still mysterious as hell. She's stoic and always has her guard up, and she's defensive, I feel like we may never know who the real Autumn Haley Lakeisha Savage Colton is. And it's really fascinating, though, just to see what she does, I think, because she is just beyond unpredictable. Um, So moving right along, Mercedes tells Terrica that she wants to Take her to go get some yogurt, and Mercedes looks so cute and young in her two braids. Brandy is so pretty; that hairstyle makes her look younger. I always say a ponytail takes off four years. Bangs make you look younger too, as does long hair. Um, the two braid look that Sadie's was rocking, I couldn't pull that off. Like you gotta be, a you gotta be a certain level of pretty and beautiful to pull that shit off um so well done to mercedes so then we see that little murda is crying thinking about big teak before he cooks up a delicious meal for grandma ernestine it's like remember in season one he taught uncle clifford how to make wings at the pet wings at the bank um so apparently uncle clifford can't cook and little murda is just the perfect man for uncle clifford he's super romantic He knows how to cook. He knows how to smash. I mean, don't we all want a little murder in our lives? So, um, this is after, um, so anyways, Grandma Ernestine tells little murder that she smelled death on him the night before. And this is after Grandma Ernestine told her daughter in the beginning of the episode that she isn't ready to go slash die yet so we are all in pain i don't appreciate all this foreshadowing that the rona is gonna take grandma ernestine out it is fucked up couldn't uncle clifford make an only fans and make enough money for the pink that way <laughs> like i really hate that grandma ernestine feels like she's all of our grandmas in some way and i do not want to see her go uncle clifford will be so distraught she already lost her mom and she has to deal with haley's scheming ass on top of everything else i'm furious furious that it looks like grandma ernestine is going to go and if she is i'm tired of all this foreshadowing like it's not it's it's doing too much it's it sucks we already we're already going to be like bawling some of us like just stop stop with all this foreshadowing bullshit and and just oh it's the worst so Keyshawn is in the store in the stove I should say with her um Prince Charming man of the year Derek and she can't even walk to a separate aisle like she literally has to explain to him why she wants to move a few feet away from him and I don't know how abused women live this way. It's it's fascinating to watch. So Keyshawn sees Haley, and Haley tells Keyshawn there are other ways for her to leave Derek without her shooting him, um, shooting his ass dead. And Haley has no British accent, or sorry, no Southern accent when she says this. <laughs> Again. Haley fascinates me. It's like, bitch, where are you from? Can you pick? Can you pick a place that you're from and stay there? Okay. So um Terrica and Mercedes, they're driving to Jackson. Um Mercedes allows Terrica to drive. Um, uh, well, sorry, sorry. Terrica and Mercedes are driving to Jackson. Mercedes is driving. Um, they're going to Planned Parenthood and Wafka. WAP comes on the radio and Terica is dancing, talking about make his plot game weak and like it how, oh my god your 14 year old knows what the hell that means figuratively and literally like, that was too much, like that is like WAP is one of the most graphic songs and imagine your child your pregnant ass child, see that shit next to you and um Tarika says that Mercedes didn't have a sex talk with her, and Mercedes then looks up at a billboard promoting Patrice for mayor. So when I watched it back, I was thinking that a second time, I was thinking that it makes me wonder if Mercedes catches the billboard right after Tarika says that she didn't have a sex talk with her. It makes me wonder if she sees Patrice on the billboard as a reminder that her mother also did not teach her about sex before she got pregnant. Hmm. I mean, I didn't read over um, Katori's tweets or the writer's room tweets this week, so I don't know, but that's what I thought of because it was immediately after Tarika said that to her. It's just, it's, it's God, this God, the show is well done, right? Well done. Um, Chef's kiss. So then Lil Murda asks Uncle Clifford if she's always been who she is and she explains that she has and that her mom embraced it when she was just three years old, letting Uncle Clifford, Uncle Clifford have her own purse. And it's so beautiful how P-Valley is teaching us that who we are is in the choice and that as parents, we have happier, healthier children when we accept our kids who they are instead of trying to change them and fight them on on it it's like you want to you should want to have an open dialogue with your kids because if you're saying they're telling them what they can't do they're not going to share with you anymore and that's important and so um uncle clifford and her mom they obviously had a beautiful relationship and i feel that this episode one of the goals of it was to really make us examine how we will be as parents for those of us who um, are not parents and to just think about how we were raised. And I just, I love that because I I come here for, um, to see the girls on the pole. I'm not really thinking about these bigger, broader issues. Um, so I appreciate it. So little Myrna pretends that he does not know who Cisco is and um, Lil' Murda says that he's what the world won't let him be. And these words coming from Lil' Murda, someone who is so great, like su- such a good person, it hits you. It hits you real, real hard when you hear him say that. Um, the way that they have, how P-Valley has just created these characters with so much nuance, and allowed us to really under just just really see and understand what it's like to be something that we are not i'm not a gay man but Little myrta is teaching me so much and it was just such a beautiful um a beautiful line and i appreciate it so we flash back to mercedes in a diner with patrice and patrice does not have enough money to pay for her bill. And she's also talking about how she's going to like, they're going to sleep on somebody's couch or whatever. And so Patrice tells her daughter, Mercedes, to to flirt with an older man or do God knows what with him. She says, you do your thing. And so um, they get, so that they could pay for the meal. And then when Mercedes offers to pay, opens up her wallet, and Patrice sees a condom, Patrice then (laughs) proceeds to whoop Mercedes ass in the middle of a crowded restaurant in front of everybody. Ain't nobody said a word, ain't nobody interrupt. Okay, here's my thing. If you're going to beat on your child, it should not be in a public place because that murders their self-esteem, their self-worth and there's no coming back from that embarrassment and shame ever it's like it wasn't a slap no patrice literally unleashed kicking hitting and kicking her daughter while she's on the floor in a crowded ass restaurant what like i don't know i'm just I'm just thinking right now in real time like it makes me wonder like where the hell is Mercedes' father. And why is this the type of parenting that Patrice is doing? Like, is she angry? Is she bitter about having um, Mercedes? Is that what the fuck she wanted? But it was crazy. It was so disturbing. (laughs) And it's like, and then we know that Mercedes was always taking care of her mama. Mercedes was always like just helping her mama out. So it's like, but your mom was beating on you in a restaurant, so it's like this, Mercedes has had it really rough, I think she has, like, she's had a bit of Stockholm Syndrome with taking care of her mom, but, like, um, Patrice, it looks like she's always been a piece of shit, I mean, we've seen hints, traces of that, um, or hints of that in season one, and that scene is, like, if that's what the hell she's doing in a restaurant, what, what y'all think she was doing behind closed doors, fuck Patrice, let me tell you something. Just like that, Patrice is a goddamn villain again. Just like that. She's public enemy number one on this goddamn show. And that is part of the genius of P-Valley. You never know where it's going to go or how its, character, how its characters are going to evolve or devolve. I was sitting here like, okay, I'm feeling Patrice. And everybody was saying, they're like, oh, I agree with Patrice. I'm starting to like Patrice. And look at what the fuck. And so it's like again that's why I say <coughs> That's why I say a lot could be done with Haley and Andre, I believe. Like any character that's unlikable, I think the writers have the power to make that character likable again. Because what the fuck? Now I feel like I got to permanently not be on team Patrice after the fuck shit I saw her do in this episode. So then Terrica tells Mercedes that her 14 year old boyfriend wants to keep the baby. And this is when they're driving in the car. Until so then Terrica tells her mom he loves me, Sadies. And I didn't hear anyone else call Terica out for calling her mom by her first name. That would have gotten me in trouble. Maybe not slab, but it would have been a problem. Okay, Mercedes just let it be. She didn't say anything like, what you got me? So then Mercedes tries to explain to Terika that what her boyfriend wants is unrealistic. And when Terika says that Mercedes doesn't know what love is because she doesn't have anyone in her life except for the men she dances for, and she's just jealous that she actually does, that she Terika actually does, that's when Mercedes popped her. And I was very happy about it, Uh, like very, very happy. I listened to one person who was just like, you shouldn't, you should never hit a child. And she should have guilted her. She should have said, you shouldn't say that and blah, blah, blah. I fully supported Mercedes punching Terrica, backhanding her in her fucking face. First of all, Jerica has been annoying this entire season. But that aside, the problem with just if your child says something so rude and disrespectful and hurtful and um and know it like smart ass, all of that shit, looking like nose down at her mom and shit like that, like I I got love, you didn't get love. If you don't check your child for talking to you like that, you send them out on the street. And in the streets they go and they talk to anybody the way that they want to, and your child will be lucky if someone just backhands them or punches them in the face. They'll be lucky because in these streets, in the real world, if you don't teach your child respect in the home and they go outside disrespecting other people, it's gonna be a lot worse than just one slap or just one hit. So as a parent, I think that's exactly how you need to teach your child not to talk to you disrespectfully because people are not gonna be as patient and as nice out here. And and just to guilt them is stupid. Like, make her feel bad. No, remind her who her mom is by hitting her in the face. That's what I think. So, anyways, Grandma Ernestine escaped her house um, with Uncle Clifford. She goes to the river, reminding us again that she's going to pass uh, Mercedes. It turns out, though, I'm being a little silly, silly that Mercedes, punching Tarika in the face, it actually brought them closer together, united them. And they're hanging out at the pool. They're having all these heart-to-hearts. They're getting along so well on their time, like spending their time together in Jackson. So then Terrica finds out, um, I'm a little out of sequence here, but that's fine. Terika finds out that she is 14 weeks and five days along, and she still don't know if she's going to get an abortion. I'm regular. My period has always been regular. I don't know how you 14 and a half week or yeah, 14 and a half weeks along. Like, I don't get it. And as Mercedes said, if you can't even know when your period comes, like, what the hell are you doing? That's so crazy. So then Mercedes keeps reminding Terika that it's her decision to make. Um, and my mind is blown. So watching the episode, I was frustrated. I It's almost like I wanted Mercedes to punch Terika again and say, look, bitch, you are getting an abortion. Because if not, I'm not speaking to you again. I'm cutting you off. And it's like, you think about the effects of that, of your parent forcing that upon you, you're going to maybe always just have issues related to that. The fact that Mercedes is allowing her to make that choice, I couldn't do it. But I think it is amazing to see that, Um, especially because she says that her mom didn't give her that choice. I wouldn't do it. I'd be like, look, bitch, you are aborting this, period. Um, but I, I love that Pea Valley had Mercedes allow Terica to make her own decision. I think it's going to make a lot of, again, parents think about how they parent. And I think it was just so well done. Um, so then Grandma Ernestine is crying about not wanting to die alone. And she's taken to the hospital in an ambulance. Little Myrda corrects an EMT who calls Uncle Clifford, sir. Like, Little oh, Myrda is so great again. Perfect perfection. Um, gonna stand up. For the person that they're with. I mean, l- let's be real. Lil' Murda is the man that Uncle Clifford deserves. And arguably the man that everyone deserves. Everyone good deserves. And I'm just, it's so beautiful to see how Lil' Murda on the show, he's not questioning um, Uncle Clifford. Lil' Murda has always wanted to understand. And in, in season two, Lil' Murda really wants to understand Uncle Clifford, how Uncle Clifford got to be so eccentric and um, flamboyant and bold because Lil Murda has always just gone by on passing, but Lil Murda is just there to support. And it's just, it's fascinating. That's what we all need to do. And I do think that on some maybe even subconscious level, people or heterosexual people, homophobic heterosexual people who watch this show, they may have a change of heart involuntarily, you know, they could sit there like, this is disgusting. I fast forward it, but, but outside of the sex scenes, we're still, Uncle Clifford and Lil murta are, are wonderful people with so much range that I think it can make viewers think about gay people in a positive way. Um, and so I just I love it. I love everything about Lil Murda just really being there to support instead of just being weirded out. Lil Murda is just supportive. So moving right along, Uncle Clifford is crying in the shower and then goes to a room where Murda is dressed up as Cisco with Sisko's song playing. They joke around, it's cute and funny. Then um Uncle Clifford gets in bed, starts crying. Will Myrna comforts her? And then we got to, they get to the sex scene. So as I said in the beginning of the episode, I love gay porn. I'm here for gay porn all day. But let's get to the sex scene. Um, honestly, before I get to the sex scene, I feel that, and, and maybe I'm not paying that much close attention since the show started, but I feel that Uncle Clifford's acting in this episode, from beginning to end, top tier, top tier, perfection. Uncle Clifford and Lil Murda's acting this entire episode gives me chills. The chemistry, oh, I can't handle it. When they are at the table and Uncle Clifford is eating what Lil Marta made and they're having a conversation, you could cut that shit with a knife, that chemistry. They feel each other so much. And again, I'm sorry, but Nico and Jay Alfonso, please give them their Emmys, please. So P-Valley wasn't nominated um, this year and apparently... It's because they didn't meet the it didn't meet the deadline. Somebody said that for consideration, but then I feel like I saw maybe it was from season one. I thought I saw a post from P Valley saying for your consideration for an Emmy, but I don't know. All I know is the acting um from Uncle Clifford and Lil' Murta Obviously, those are their fake names. I mean, what? I have to give y'all all the props. I'm sorry, like amazing. So back to the sex scene, baby. Little Merda tells Uncle Clifford that she doesn't need a cut; con- that they don't need to use a condom. And um, Uncle Clifford is just like, "Are you good? Are you negative?" And you see the concern on Uncle Clifford's face, and. Um, Lil' Murda was like, yeah, I'm good. And so then they get into it or they, you know, they're kissing and Lil' Murda tells Uncle Clifford, I want to feel you inside me. Okay. This was the first line that made, that turned me on. Now, how often do you see a man telling another man i want to feel you inside me like i'm sorry that was sexy as fuck so then (laughs) um the way that uncle clifford um she takes out the lube she puts it inside and she's just being so gentle with um little murda and Before this, before this episode, like, I always thought that Uncle Clifford was a bottom and that little Murda was a top for obvious reasons. And I could be just completely wrong, but I just felt that Uncle Clifford is typically a bottom. That was just what I felt. I felt that, like, Uncle Clifford usually is not topping anyone um, but I feel that Uncle Clifford was doing that for Lil Murda. And I also feel that Lil Murda is not sitting there and receiving. But Lil Murda was so broken at the time, and Uncle Clifford in some ways was so hurt at the time. They're both really hurt, not broken, that they both just chose to try to please their other partner and maybe step outside of their comfort zone a little bit or what they're used to. And it was one of the sexiest love scenes i've ever seen and when i watched it again i noticed like they are kissing throughout which is so so hot and um it was just sexy as fuck right and then Lil Murda says fill me up nigga and um that's what everybody was was tweeting about like our lives have been changed (laughs) like they have been changed since we hear that because as a woman we know what the hell that means you know what I'm saying? And, like, it was just so beautiful, so sexy. Like, yeah, some of y'all is grossed out by it. Love, from my perspective, love is love. I'm not grossed out. I just thought it was so, so amazing and beautiful. It wasn't dirty. It wasn't super graphic. It was just this connection. It wasn't fucking. It wasn't, like, Haley and Andre in the dark um, choking each other. And then just whatever that was, you know what I'm saying? But it was, it was perfect. I loved it. I mean, they also had the, um, can't name the, uh, give the name of the song, but they also had the song going and it was that scene. I'm sorry. That sex scene with Uncle Clifford and Lil Myrna, it made this, it was a highlight the highlight for me of the episode and a huge highlight of the season. It was like, that's how you want two people who've been lusting after each other for a while. That's how you want them to unite. You want them to make love. You want them to do something different. You want them to say, fill me up. Like, all of that is what you want. And it was, "Ah." I mean, the way that like, the acting on this, like, honestly incredible incredible so okay the next day um terrica has to go left she has to drive left to go to Lisa or drive right to go to jackson and get an abortion and terrica makes a right and mercedes is so happy looking out her passenger window and i was so happy too i was so happy part of me was like wait wait wait, wait. should I, I i think i rewound it i can't remember i think i'm exaggerating, but it's like, I just really was like, but did she get it? Did she get it? Did she get the abortion? Um, because in my prediction, I was saying that I I think she's going to have a miscarriage. So yes, that is another one of my predictions I was wrong about. But she went ahead and got that scoop scoop. And then Haley goes to Keyshawn's house and gives her a burner phone and tells Keyshawn a story about how she needs to leave. It was weird, and Haley's acting—it was on point here, other than the fact that she didn't have no southern accent. Um, and Haley, it's clear Haley is going to get Keyshawn out of her abusive relationship with Derek. So this is a bitch. Haley is someone that like fans hate, and here comes Speed Valley doing something to make take the person that we hate and make us like that person. Just like they had that back and forth with us and Patrice, now people are going to all be on board with Haley because she's going to get Keyshawn's ass out of there. And honestly, I'm scared. I am scared with Keyshawn having a burner phone. Like, bitch, please keep that off. Don't ever turn it on. Um, So, yeah, it looks like Keyshawn might leave Derek. And that's the goal. Like, fans have been really obsessed with Derek being murdered off. Like, as long as she's not with him and he's not abusing her and the kids anymore, then that's the goal. But at the same time, you kind of want him dead because how is she going to send her kids over there to visit daddy who's going to bruise their back and dislocate their elbow? Um, so, anyways, thank you guys for your patience. And I appreciate you, all my new listeners um Apple podcast rating, that would be amazing, five stars only, but we will be back next week. We got more episodes, and I just, I really, really think they're going to get so, so spicy. um Episode eight, with Pico returning. Anyways, stay safe, have fun, and I will talk to you soon. Thanks.